Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up earlier today with Trevor Walker, who's the CEO of Frontier Lithium. They're still on the TSX V, and they're producing high-grade, low-impurity lithium in Canada. We talk about the full uh, integrated model, which they're building out, some of their PEA, which was rather impressive, and also their plans for this year. Um, they're running slightly behind their peers in terms of time, but as far as they're concerned, they're, they're getting that timing perfectly right. So if you want our thoughts on that conversation, some of the topics we discuss, and indeed the company itself, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club, along with some backdated interviews that we've done with them. Uh, you can also find company reports and detailed analysis on there, which you might find useful. There are summaries of interviews that we've done to save you some time, training courses to help you with your own diligence process, and commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of companies and commodities, such as lithium, but also nickel, copper, etc. if you're into EV. Um, and you might like to join a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, friendly, safe environment, free from trolling and abuse. And if that does sound nice to you, go and join them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Trevor, how have you been? I'm fantastic, Matt. Thanks very much. Uh, how are you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. I haven't spoken to you, so I think end of October, beginning of November it was. Time's flying. Time uh, is we're, flying. Uh, yeah, it's incredible how, how quickly gone, uh, time has gone by since then. I, I don't know, but I, I, haven't, I haven't got three young boys, if I remember correctly. You have. Must have been a tough Christmas. Well, we're keeping busy. We're lucky to have some cool weather and some snow on the ground uh, at home. So uh, lots of hockey in the backyard and kept the wood-fired sauna running constantly, or hot tub rather. Uh, lots of skiing, backyard skiing essentially. So we had a, we had a good time taking advantage of COVID uh, 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 while it is here. So sounds good. That sounds good. It's long enough tooth now, but uh, uh, looks like things are starting to open up. So. I, I, I was one of three boys myself, and uh, the back door was opened. We were kicked out. We went feral. That's. It's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Hey, well, good to see you. It's been a fantastic three months since we spoke. You quadrupled in share price. In fact, you went a little bit higher than that at one point. Um, so I'm really keen to catch up. Sounds like you've been doing something right. Do you want to kick off first and yeah. give us that one minute overview, though? And then we'll, we'll pick up on all those points. Yeah, sure. Frontier Lithium is a, a company that's a, a junior mining company. Uh, taking steps into the uh, early development stages. Uh, the company's really positioned well with a high quality, large uh, lithium resource located in Northern Ontario. Uh, the company's focused and committed to uh, build out uh, lithium chemical production with a focus on lithium hydroxide. So really uh, chemical uh, required to, to make the best uh, furthest range batteries uh, uh, that are essential for uh, this transition. Uh, it's, you know, it's great the market has moved since we last spoke, and uh, the market's believing that uh, the OEMs are serious and uh, the auto manufacturers are serious, and there is a transition now taking place. So, really, really excited. Uh, 
starting to feel uh, good about all the, the, the grind and hard work over uh, the last several years uh, with not a love in the market. So, well, t- like t- timing is absolutely everything, Trevor. It's, it, it's always about timing. I think a lot of the EV metals are seeing the, seeing the love at the moment. Um, but you've also done a bit of hard work yourself, so it's not entirely market-driven. Uh, you told me last time you were going to deliver a PEA and do some test work on the chemicals. So I saw the PEA. Why don't you start with that? What happened? Um, yeah, so we, we put out a PEA, and the PEA was uh, looking at a fully integrated project. So what that essentially means is building a mine, building a, a processing facility, a concentrator on site, and also then building a downstream chemical plant uh, to produce, to take the feedstock concentrate from the mine and mill to uh, convert and produce lithium hydroxide. Uh, battery grade lithium hydroxide. So we we put that out very recently. Uh, some some quick numbers. Uh, the, the goal of the, the mine site and mill is to produce roughly 160,000 tons of concentrate a year. The concentrate, of course, then is uh, shipped to a chemical plant, as we spoke of. Uh, the, cash, the cash costs of producing concentrate and have it delivered to a chemical plant around $313 per ton. Uh, And essentially uh, have an output of roughly 23,000 tons of hydroxide a year. Uh, Those kind of numbers, they support uh, an EBITDA of uh, approximately 225 million US dollars per year. And essentially, you know, when you take that kind of scale uh, and that size of operation, uh, based on the high quality that we have and grades, it gives us some comfort that we can have essentially a post-tax, just shy of a billion dollar US dollar project, uh, MPV. Um, that's an IR of roughly 21%. So uh, for PEA level, that gives us a lot of confidence. Um, we're conservative by nature here at Frontier. Uh, we see a lot of uh, room for improvement for um, next up, PFS, which is already underway. So, um, so we're really excited about that, and uh, uh, we we see the potential to start getting shovels in the ground uh, roughly 2024. So, um, very exciting. We think big picture. Our timing is really good uh, in the market. So. Um, Okay. What well, a huge opportunity. Yeah, yeah, huge opportunity, huge NPV as well. NPV uh, 8 giving 21% uh, post-tax IR, that's, that's always good. Let's talk about some of the underlying factors as to why you're, you think you're going to be able to achieve that. I'm going to look at the two main projects, which is PAC and Spark. Okay, so PAC with right like 2%, 2% grade, which is, which is obviously very good. Um, even Spark was about, just about one6 Grade is one component of this. It's the impurity levels as well, I think, really help. So tell us where you think you are in terms of grade and then what the difference being the impurity levels that you're seeing at your projects. What's that doing for you? Yeah, no, great, great question. Um, To kind of work backwards on that, uh, a couple analysts now are referring to us as, you know, top three in the world for for uh, low impurity levels, high quality aspect, and uh, having as well that check mark around uh, large size or large tonnage. So, um, grade is king. So, yes, it is about the impurity levels. Uh, 
but it is important to look at high grade assets because there's a very strong correlation statistically uh, with regards to grade and uh, low impurity levels. So uh, grade is king. Uh, in our business, we say that uh, in our company, we say that uh, width is queen. So those two things go hand in hand. Uh, why width is important with that greed is just when you get into mining, uh, if you have a really narrow air, uh, uh, ore body, then uh, the, uh, the ability uh, to uh, dilute and have uh, terrible recoveries is when you're dealing with uh, narrow width. So on our project on PAC, we have a true average width of roughly 45, 50 meters. Spark, there's two zones of 100 meters plus in Spark where most of the uh, tonnage or volume is on, on our resource. So uh, it's, uh, it's really critical. Uh, uh, quality really does matter. Uh, you know, from a pure economic standpoint, when you look at producing lithium hydroxide, the cost of your feedstock concentrate is roughly 60% of your total uh, chemical costs. So can't stress enough that you need the right resource because if you don't have that right, you'll never you'll never have the ability to uh, make a chemical that uh, can be used by uh, one of the OEMs. Okay, well let's let's talk so, about what you're trying to do, Trevor. You're taking a a, a chemical grade grade spodumene concentrate and then converting that into hydroxide, lithium hydroxide. Right. That that that's the process that you you're going through, and that's about. There's a technical success you're going to need to be able to do that. So can you technically do that? And then can you do it economically, right? So what do you now know from when we last spoke about your ability to perhaps do that? Yeah, in very recently, we have shown uh, with one of our technology partners, uh, XPS, which is a, a subsidiary of Glencore, we are uh, producing on life of mine samples, uh, highest quality concentrates in the world that are comparable really to Albemarle's from uh, the Greenbushes deposit, which is really the premier lithium deposit in the world. It's a hard rock asset, very similar to ours. So uh, some have referenced our resources, the Greenbushes of North America. So uh, we, uh, have taken very recently and since we last spoke, uh, we've taken uh, some representative concentrates from, from our resource and we have just fired up uh, about a month ago a mini pilot plant to take those concentrates and convert them through both uh, pyrometallurgical and hydrometallurgical uh, hydro processes um, to produce a really clean solution um, that then can undergo ion exchange and final crystallization. So, of course, we're focused on on uh, on battery quality. But again, we uh, because of the low impurities of our asset, if there is a resource that has uh, the theoretical uh, highest potential to produce battery grade hydroxide, it's again looking at a resource that produces or has the ability to produce the uh, cleanest concentrates uh, in the world, uh, comparable to the top three. So, uh, so, so that has taken place. Of course, uh, that test work on the mini pilot um, is to support uh, next step PFS for the fully integrated. Just to take a step back a little bit, uh, the PEA is also producing what's we call technical grade um, spodumene concentrate. 
and it's uh, 7.2%. It's so clean, uh, it's coming from the pack deposit, uh, which is referenced as a technical grade deposit. Um, what uh, distinguishes that is basically a low inherent iron in the lattice of the spodumene. Spodumene is the mineral that carries the lithium. That level is less than 0.15% uh, iron oxide, so total iron. So the PEA also has an output of roughly 20,000 tons a year of technical grade concentrate. And again, it's so clean, it could be used direct in the furnaces for the top glass makers in the world. For example, uh, Schott out of Germany, uh, Saint-Gobain out of France, or Corning out of the US. So um, that, 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 that's a real uh, important highlight because it reinforces the fact that uh, uh, we have uh, low impurities, real high quality spodumene. Uh, we've done previous test work um, through samples that have been sent and qualified by some of the premier glass makers in the world. So, okay, but just before we get really a critical point, before we get to it's a it's an important point in terms of potential revenues down the line. But it's kind of I just want to stick with the EV component because the hardened glass thing I I, I get it, big market phones etc. It's all good, but with regards to the claim of being the green bushes. Of the north, as it were, because of green, but the, the that's quite a big de- big claim, right? Because the scale of that deal, the IGO deal with Green Bushes, is f- phenomenal, multi-billion-dollar deal. What what precisely allows you to say that? Is it the, not just the the quality, but I guess the the similarities between what you've got there, but have you got it with scale too? Have you got it with the economics? Yeah. So. Uh Four discoveries on our projects. We have a land position of uh, about 65 kilometers long, which is on an area referenced as the Electric Avenue. It's a new premier uh, spodumene uh, jurisdiction here in North America. Um, it was discovered in the late 90s by the Ontario government. Uh, so uh, there's been four discoveries. Uh, two of which uh, have been a main focus. Firstly is the pack deposit, which is roughly 10 million tons uh, under all categories. Most of that is measured and indicated. That deposit is, uh, as you pointed out, uh, over 2% lithium oxide. That's the highest grade deposit in North America. Uh, about 2.3 kilometers up the, up the uh, fault zone from pack lies the uh, spark deposit and it is a deposit around 20 million tons about th- uh, 80% of that is uh, in at an inferred level 20% measured and indicated or indicated level rather um, that deposit is at surface about two to three times the size of pack uh, we're not um, we have more work to uh, distinguish or come to the realization of if it is technical greed as well, but it is uh, has really low impurities, uh, low iron as well. Um, it's open in all directions. Uh, we have some work to do to bring that inferred category up to a higher level of confidence. Uh, right now, as we speak, there's a drill turning on the property. 
that is really focused on a couple things, but the, the mo most important is obviously the infill drilling to, to bring the level of confidence up on Spark. Um, that program is going very well. We have also uh, are doing some geotechnical drilling just for uh, ground stability for PFS level and also some uh, hydrogen work uh, just to assess basically uh, and understand to a better degree uh, the water table uh, in the area. So uh, the, this is all essential work to bring that, to take that next step, bring the level of confidence up again to support PFS. Uh, about 30 kilometers or in between actually uh, those two deposits uh, and since we have spoke as uh, we've made another discovery called the bolt uh, it has uh, a showing a surface of around 600 meters long it's right between pack and spark uh, the, we have done just some initial sampling and uh, widths up to 30 meters wide uh, and it's showing uh, very similar grades to the spark so it's really painting a picture, you know, these, these three, uh, these two deposits and showing are in such close proximity, you know, any layman would look at that and say, these things are connected. Uh, we don't have the information to support that, but uh, again, that's really uh, a green bushes reference again in the making. Uh, you just don't find these, these kinds of tonnage, 30 million tons plus that are still open um, and such low impurity and high grades. Uh, this is uh, a premier project uh, uh, in the making for sure. 30 kilometers up the unexplored uh, fault zone and on our project on the uh, Electric Avenue is a historic showing of spodumene. Um, it's about two, there's a blowout of 20 meters wide, about 30, 40 meters long. We really haven't done any work other than a quick channel sample across it. It's two and a half percent lithium oxide. It's the cleanest spodumene on the entire project. The iron levels are below detection. Um, so it's really high quality material. It's a lot of work to be done. Uh, again, our project is unexplored. So the upside potential is just massive uh, on our project. So, you know, we've, we've crossed that line now and uh, people uh, are really comfortable with, uh, with the, uh, the scale opportunity um, for, for the project. So there's enough lithium on the ground to support what we carried on the PEA of an output of roughly 20, 23,000 tons of hydroxide. The potential to scale that up is, uh, I consider quite, quite high. Fantastic. Okay. So let's, let's come back to this good technical component. So you've done all this kind of test work on the chemicals, which is great. Um, you, you, and you've got a pilot plant operating right so that's got to be who who are you testing this for for yourselves or are you starting to talk to some of those oem automotive manufacturers just to the south of you over the border well the first one's always yourself because uh, at the end of the day you know you've got to be able to deliver a high quality product and look at someone in the eye uh, there's so many unknowns and uh, risks associated in this business uh, so for sure, we got to satisfy, you know, our own uh, QAQC and uh, our own comfort level. But ultimately, our desire here with the Mini Pilot is to produce some battery quality hydroxide so that we can really engage, uh, you know, with white, white powder on the table, essentially uh, um, of high quality with uh, OEMs. So it would be a combination of, you know, those OEMs that... Uh, uh, have the desire to produce their own 
uh, skateboards or essentially batteries on wheels or uh, other uh, companies that would produce uh, foremost cathode material um, for batteries for uh, OEMs. So, uh, so all of the above. Right. And give us, give us more of a sense of the timing of this, okay? Because you, you've taken it so far yourself, you got comfortable, you've got a bit more work to do. I mean, people must be sniffing around going, okay, when you're ready, you know, our doors are open. I mean, that's certainly yeah. what we're he hearing. So what's the timing? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the mini pilot has fired up. Um, we uh, we will continue to run that until we're, we're satisfied. We expect that uh, the end of this year uh, we'll come to the end of uh, the life of the mini pilot. Uh, that would also this year we we see a PFS uh, taking place. Um, you know when the report does come out in the PEA, many will note that it's really an advanced uh, PEA. Um, we uh, we see next year um, to really focus on DFS um, as well as uh, the scale required. You know to address any of the risks that. Uh, uh, and uncertainties that arise from our mini pilot operation. So we really think of 2022 as uh, the key year and spill into 2023 for demonstration uh, and DFS. So uh, again, we're, we're really looking at uh, uh, the potential to break ground in 2024 um, for the initial uh, commercial concentrator on site. So uh, to be really conservative, uh, 2024, two years later, you'd be uh, looking at the ability um, at a minimum to uh, be towards the conclusion stages of running a chemical plant. Uh, so you'd be uh, looking at essentially 2026 to be supplying uh, lithium chemicals to, uh, to the market. Does that worry you at all, Trevor, in terms of your timing? Because there's a bunch of people maybe 18 months, 24 months ahead of you as it stands. Um, are you, you going to be a bit late to the party? Uh, I'm not worried about that at all. Uh, I think that we are positioned very, very well. It's kind of like uh, going. the big snowstorm's coming, Matt. And it's kind of like behind that big tractor trailer, or that big semi. We're a couple of vehicles back and in a big storm, you just hate being right behind that tractor trailer. So we've got a little more visibility of the storm. Uh, the market's just turned. Uh, we think that uh, others may have some uh, difficulties. Uh, we think that, uh, you know, being too aggressive uh, at the onset of this market that's just turned is, uh, it's a dangerous place to play. At the end of the day, uh, we can't stress that, you know, you need the right asset, the high quality, the low impurities. And again, you have to confidently uh, be able to deliver and come to market. So again, we, we see this, our timing as, uh, as being, uh, being really good timing uh, for entrance. When we look at the supply deficits in our models, uh, around 2025 plus is when that deficit really kicks in. So uh, we view uh, ourselves as having perfect timing for uh, for the market that uh, that's in front of us. So why wouldn't it be easier for you just to supply and sell a um, chemical grade spodumene concentrate into the marketplace? Why go down the fully integrated route? Surely that just complicates things, doesn't it? 
Yeah, so uh, it it does. One of the uh, one of the considerations for the PEA is actually building in the phased approach to delivering hydroxide. So, um, you know, when we talk about uh, breaking ground in 2024 and delivering chemicals uh, towards the end of 2026. Um, that is essentially building a concentrator, running it for a year to two years uh, with the ability to sell some of the concentrate and be building the chemical plant while that's taking place. So that is a main consideration of the PEA, which uh, obviously we've got to look at very closely uh, uh, with regards to um, our PFS work. But uh, so no, uh, you're right. You know, building a uh, essentially a billion dollar uh, project is is quite difficult. You know, for a multinational um, uh, to build that, we've seen uh, that it's it's not easy, and the market typically doesn't love uh, 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 projects of that scale. So uh, no, we have built in a phased approach. Um, we we again. Uh, think that there's very few projects um, that have the ability to see it right through to building a project of that scale. Uh, in order for that to happen, uh, it's a project with, again, really high grades, low impurities, also great location, uh, considering that we're in the Great Lakes uh, region of North America in close proximity to uh, really the hub of uh, auto manufacturing in North America. So it's a huge advantage. Uh, you know, we've seen this phenomenon of uh, the localization or there's a globalization of local uh, uh, supply chain uh, support. So uh, we're just, we have a prime project, uh, Matt. You, you, know, you do, uh, you it's, do. It's, but, it's I, all but you the guys, Trevor, to build it because it is, it's complicated. You know, things can go wrong. Yeah. Do you just set yourself up for someone else to kind of step in and finish this thing off for you? Or have you got the guys who can build the chemical plant? Because that's the hard bit, right? I think it's the hardest yeah, bit. It's all hard, but that's the hardest bit, right? So Yeah, absolutely. So um, we've just added on uh, an individual who is VP of technology for the company. Uh, he's a uh, Chinese-Canadian who had the luxury of being chief scientist for uh, a global lithium producer based out of uh, China. So he's uh, a recent addition to the team in order to address, you know, where we see uh, most of the risks with regards to project execution. So uh, we are the guys. We have the ability to leverage a premier resource to attract um, from the top talent pool in the world, um, uh, clearly. So uh, at the end of the day, you know, you're correct. Um, uh, we, we, you know, we've built a technology partner again in XPS. Uh, we're really, uh, that's the only exposure that uh, a Glencore uh, company has uh, to lithium. So could be a potential um, partner in the future, uh, if required, uh, uh, by Frontier uh, in the making there as well. Um, but right now, it's you know, it's uh, it's really to be focused on bringing the people again. Um, so our recent addition with our VP technology is a prime example of uh, leveraging again to attract the the best of the best for what is available uh, out on the market. So. Um, we think that there's very few companies um, and juniors uh, that have the potential that we have. 
So uh, that's why we're really, you know, we're really excited. Our shareholders are, are extremely excited uh, uh, with regards to this opportunity. Uh, we've, we've got the goods and uh, we've got to deliver. So uh, lots to be done, but uh, we're focused and we're committed on bringing premier lithium hydroxide to the market. Um, you know, we're, uh, the EU is uh, moving aggressively. Uh, North America is lagging a little bit behind, but we think that we have better access to the EU market as well. Um, uh, uh, you know, shorter distances and lower costs to deliver uh, materials to the EU than the Asian uh, or uh, the Asian market or Australia. So, uh, prime location, great project, low impurities, uh, the right team, the right flow sheet. Uh, might I add, we have uh, for the PEA. We didn't bring in our patent pending um, technology. Uh, we uh, need to complete the mini pilot work, and uh, that work will support uh, PFS. Um, we will be filing in the final jurisdictions for IP here this spring. So okay. uh, it appears by all measures that we found a very simple uh, method that, um, you know, that can leverage the, 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 the low carbon grid. It's one of the cleanest electricity grids um, in the world here in Ontario. Um, and as well, um, uh, really have a recycling component to recycle reagents and acid requirements to deliver uh, a really robust project that is uh, clean, green, and low cost. Well, I think that's that's the exciting bit here for you guys because you want your product uh, going traveling the shortest distances, and it seems obviously you've got a captive audience um, just slightly over the border. There's a big kind of automotive enclave there for, for, for sure. And I think OEMs are targeting zero carbon emissions. They've, they're gonna have to work with the entire uh, supply chain to do that. Um, sounds like you're focused on all the right things. I appreciate your time today, Trevor. Um, please stay in touch, let us know how you get on with, um, a lot of, cause you, I think you're still in control of a lot of uh, the moving parts, which is good news. You're not just market dependent. So stay in touch. Let us know how you get on with those, okay? Yeah, thanks so much, Matt. Real pleasure to speak and look forward to uh, to next conversation and uh, uh, continue to make great pro uh, progress on the project. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.